Hello and welcome back to Mining Stock Daily with me, Paul Harris. Today we're talking about gold exploration and development in the United States. And I have great pleasure to be joined by George Salamis, President and CEO of Integra Resources. Good morning, George. Good morning, Paul. How are things? I'm very well, thank you. How are you today? Doing great, thanks. Thank you. Um, well, you put out some very interesting and, and long-awaited news this morning. Um, you've been undertaking a drilling program to test out the historical low-grade stockpiles and, and, and waste pits at the Delamar from the Delamar and Florida Mountain deposits. And you put out the, the initial batch of drilling results there. Very sort of encouraging results. Um, tell us a little bit about those, please, George. Yeah, um, so it's the first 10 drill holes off of a program that's approximately going to consist of about 160 to 170 drill holes. So it's really the kickoff. Um, these results are from the North Delamar region of the project and, and specifically all that material that Kinross back in the day used to backfill that open pit, which was going to be moved anyway as part of our PFS plan. So. Um, in previous studies, that material was was counted as a, an actual cost, and and I think what these results generate or or portray, at least on a on a preliminary basis, is that these this material that's going to be moved is not a cost. It's going to be a pretty extreme benefit. I mean, some of these headline results: 0.51 grams per ton gold equivalent, 84 meters; 0.49 gold equivalent over 70 meters. I think that just speaks to kind of the the value of this material that's already been mined um, and it's going to be moved anyway. So why not potentially put it on the heap leach in the future? So as you mentioned, this has already been mined. It's already been sort of broken up. It's sitting on surface. So relatively simple to sort of move and process. How does that, sort? you know, you mentioned sort of 0.51 grams per ton gold equivalent. How does that compare to the sort of the mineral grade, the, the resource grade that you've got there? Yeah, it's actually pretty pretty darn close. So so the the results that we put out today, Paul, were were kind of in that range of 0.4 to 0.6 grams per ton gold equivalent, and um, the the average grade of the in situ oxide at Delamar and Florida Mountain is just over 0.6. So it's pretty darn close to the average grade of of the material that we are going to mine and process in as per the PFS. Um, that's point number one. Point number two, we from what we can see anyway, from the logging and from the preliminary recoveries from the cyanide shake data, this, this material is actually quite well oxidized. So there's an expectation that it'll leach really well. Um, so, you know, 10 holes, the first kickoff, uh, great success. Hope that the, uh, the other 150 odd holes will be just as good. Okay, thank you. Now you've estimated there's potentially 60 million tons of this material at the project and as you say you're going to work through that with 160 170 holes to test that um if that uh, and you said that if you know if it is there you're going to do a resource update um the first semester next year um mm. if it is there how what's the potential to add years to the the, the project life here yeah, so so the the current project life uh, from a heap leach perspective was ab about eight years, one hundred thirty five thousand ounces per year of gold equivalent production. That's what the PFS essentially said as as just the heap leach part of the project. Um, if you're looking at the the totality of this this already broken, already mined material that was below Kinross's milling cutoff back in the day, we've estimated that there's about 60 million tons from a volume perspective. And so if you take just for rough numbers, 60 million tons, 
half gram per ton gold equivalent. That's close to a million ounces of, of let's just call it, you know, contained gold equivalent within this already mined broken material that's sitting on surface. Then factor in just for really rough numbers, again, Paul, half, you know, 50% recovery, let's just say. So that's a half a million ounces of additional gold equivalent that we're adding to a mine plan. So the ramifications of that are pretty simple. Um, you know, that's easily, you know, three to four years of additional mine life over and above the eight years that's there. And from a cost perspective, you know, this, this material has already been mined. It's going to come at, you know, zero to almost zero strip ratio, we think, uh, ultimately. So probably lower than our all-in sustaining cost of the in-situ uh, material, which is just over $800 an ounce. So pretty cheap ounces um, that add a lot of benefit to the project ultimately. Okay, obviously you've got a long way to go to sort of characterize this material. Um, but given that it's already been mined and broken, will, will this be the first material you would leach? Yeah, that's a that's an interesting question. So we haven't done that scheduling work. We're just, you know, in terms of our internal calculations, we've just made uh, a really sort of high level assumption that this material would be put onto the back end of the mine life because it is lower grade than your average grade in situ material that's going to be mined and processed. And typically, you know, as you know, from a time value point of view, you want to you want to mine and process and extract your higher grade ores first and then sort of migrate down to the lower grade ores. But, you know, who knows, maybe there's a scenario where we can take this material and blend it in with our existing in situ mined and processed material. Um, that story will play out uh, next year. OK, thank you, George. Um, I'd like to take this opportunity to sort of look back over the year, if I may. Um, as you mentioned, you put out a pre-feasibility study early in the year. Um, it wasn't well received. You sort of changed the sort of scope of the, the direction of the company to focus on the heap leach rather than heap leach and milling operation. Um, you, your share price has taken quite a hit this year. It's kind mm -hmm. of it's stabilized, let's say, around the 90 cents per share um, level. Um, yep. you know, how, how would you sum up 2022 for Integral Resources? Yeah, so just kind of looking at it historically, you're quite right. So we came out with the, the first um, PFS study of the year um, amongst all of our peers. Essentially, in February, we came out with a study that looked at scenarios of both heat bleaching and milling. And um, obviously, you know, we could see by the end of 2021 and into early 2022, that inflation was starting to really kind of be something that was playing out in terms of CapEx and OpEx into our estimates. You know, things like earthworks that were up 65% uh, relative to a year and a half uh, previous, uh, cement, um, uh, steel, 35, 40% up, manpower, labor up 30%, that sort of thing. So we could see that kind of creeping in and there's really not much that we can do about inflationary pressure. It is what it is. But despite that, you know, the margins that we showed for the combined project were were actually quite good in the end of the day, albeit with a level of sustaining capex that was related to sulfide milling, which didn't seem all that palatable to to our the investing public. Um, that put, put us into a position where we did a bit of a gut check. Uh, you know, what makes more sense to to focus on? Is it the combined project or is it simply the heap leach? And you know, that was kind of a no-brainer uh, decision for us to make in the end of the day. 
Uh, not saying that we're we're going to discard the the sulfide processing option wholesale. Some one day somebody's going to do it because there are millions of ounces. But the easiest place for us to start is with the low cost heat bleach option that, to get us into production. That's easier to permit. It's got a smaller footprint uh, from an environmental um, uh, perspective. Obviously, uses far less power and water footprint, smaller. All of those things plus the lower capex. Um, that pivot, I think, was well received by our shareholders. And you know, funny enough, what what we're hearing now is all of those all of those uh, people, the the group of shareholders who at the beginning of the year were, wow, this is a lot of capex. We're going to punish you. Have seen all of these other studies come out after that. You know, one after the other after the other. PFS, FS on all these other projects showing the exact same level of of cost creep, opex, and capex. And they've all, those same people or investors have come around and said, hey, Integra Delamar doesn't look too bad uh, relative to these other projects, which is why I think we've been outperforming our, our peers, certainly in the last, uh, call it two to three months since we financed. Okay, so, thank you. Now, um, this is, I guess, a hypothetical question. Are you starting to see some of those inflationary pressures come off to the extent that, for example, if, if you did that PFS today, would it be, would the numbers be noticeably different? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, boy, I shudder at the thought of having to go back to cost anything um, <laughs> at this stage. But my my guess is is they while those numbers might have come off, they haven't come off substantially. Uh, inflation is is I think it's here to stay for a while. Um, you know, it's it's hitting it's hitting us hard. It's hitting the in the the business person you know at large hard. Diesel cost is a is a big you know number um, that goes into everything that we do in the mining business. Uh, it's you know estimated to be between sort of I think it's twenty to thirty percent of the overall opex of of a project is diesel. So and that certainly we haven't seen come off. So my guess is no. Uh, okay, thank you, George. Now as as uh, we're in December, as we're coming into twenty twenty three, uh, we mentioned a moment ago that uh, depending on how the uh, the drilling goes on the, the low grade stockpiles, you may do a resource estimate in the first half of next year. What what are some of the other things? That we can expect to see come out of Integra Resources in 2023. So, because we have two drill rigs on site now, going to three drill rigs, and and this this sort of uh, stockpile drilling goes very quickly, right? We're drilling shallow holes. It's essentially the sample goes into the bag, the bag goes to the lab, pretty much that's it. Um, so that's a quick process. So our investors should expect a news release every four to six weeks between now and say mid to end of March. So a lot of news from drilling, obviously. And while we're doing all of that, we're we're working very um, busily in the background. In fact, the, the lion's share of our budget uh, for 2023 is really going towards all of those studies that are going to feed into the mining plan of operations, which is a key document. It's a document of biblical proportion size-wise that defines how we how we plan to develop, operate, and then remediate the site. And we have to factor in all of those um, those elements of, you know, surface disturbance, metallurgy, geotechnical studies, hydrogeological studies, all of those things that go into the study are quite complex, involve a lot of work. And so you'll see, you'll see us talk about, you know, this step of uh, the baseline study, for example, is, is done. This next step is done. And while we're doing that, we're going to get back at some stage this summer, because we have a drilling budget to do so, back to some of those exciting in situ targets that will further demonstrate that, hey, 
you know, the 5 million ounces of total gold equivalent that we have on the project, that's not all there is. I mean, you know, you, you Lausanne curve aside, um, this project's going to get a lot bigger. We've proven that, you know, the more we drill, the more we find simplistically. So, you know, that's what our shareholders should be expecting for, uh, for 2023. Thank you, George. Now, uh, uh, playing devil's advocate here, if, if the, the stockpiles drilling is successful and you do come up with that, uh, you know, million ounces, say, give or take, um, yeah. at what moment in time, and, and doing all these studies at the same time, at what moment in time would you sort of wrap all that into a sort of public economic study? Well, giving, <laughs> Paul, I'd love to say tongue in cheek that given the caning that every de pre-development company uh, receives from putting out an economic study, uh, I would love to say never, but at some stage we will have to factor the economics of what what this stockpile material looks like in the context of, of economic mining. I would guess probably sometime 2024 is when we would we would daylight a study of some form which shows the added benefit of this material, obviously subject to it coming into a resource category this year. Um, but that's kind of the aiming mark, loosely speaking. Okay, thank you. Um, gold price is sort of touching eighteen hundred dollars an ounce again, so it seems to be ending the year on a on a on a stronger note. And a lot of analysts forecast that uh, next year is going to be good for the precious metals sector. Um, if it is, how much of a game changer is it for a company such as Integra and and other gold and silver junior developers? Yeah, I think I think if if um, if things continue to firm up here, and gold has actually been performing quite well of, of late, as we all know, um, we'd be looking at a what I hoped would be a sentiment change. And I've seen this before in my career, where you 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 know you the entire mass of the investment community within the mining business goes from you know we ha we hate everything mining. It's 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 cost intensive. Uh, it's risky. Um, that switch in sentiment to, okay, where are the next projects that are going to, to be developed? And I think the gold price is, is something that drives that. So if you see, if you see uh, um, how should I say, a spike in the gold price and silver prices in our case, obviously, for example, um, you know, above 1800 on a sustained basis, I think you'll see a shift in that mentality from we don't like capital intensive projects to, okay, forget about CapEx, where are the next projects that can be developed? And they're really rare. There's not that many of them in the end of the day. So that's what we're trying to position for. Okay. Thank you, George. Well, one final question, if I may. Um, in, in many respects, 2022, I imagine, uh, will go down as a year you want to forget. Um, <laughs> yeah. So let, let's end on a positive note. What are you really looking forward to about next year? Yes, 2022, Anis Horribles. Um, looking forward to you know things like getting this these stockpiled resources um, into a resource category. Full stop. I'm looking for a uh, a change in sentiment. I'm already sensing that there was one. You know, we did a lot of roadshows uh, in the last couple of months here, and my sense was, well, there's not a lot of not a lot of new buying out there. Um, a lot of the the people kind of knocking on doors are just looking for ideas now looking for ideas that are going to be the first movers when this sentiment towards the sector changes and i'm so i'm looking for that to become enacted um sometime in the first half of next year is kind of my my prediction for this um i'm looking for more MA in the sector i think that you know obviously that's a that's a big driver of of values valuations amongst the pre-development companies and uh 
I think, you know, once the major mining companies start to feel better about themselves and better about their equity pricing, you know, they'll start to pull the trigger on some of these things. My understanding is, you know, from my ear to the street amongst my banking friends, uh, there are a few tires that are being kicked uh, right now. So fingers crossed, um, M&A takes off in the first half of next year. Well, let's hope so, George. Um, Integra Resources trades on the TSXV under ITR and on the NYSE American under ITRG. George Salamis, President and CEO, thank you very much for joining us today. Paul, thank you very much. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.